0: Hallelujah. Dishonor is about, is about what do you value? It's about treating things with weight. You know, the opposite of honor is dishonor. And one of the ways that we understand that in the, in the, the Greek, in the Hebrew, is dishonor means lightly esteem. You know, and how, how can we see a visual of that? If you ever take a hot shower and you look at the, you, you get out and you see the mirror and it's all fogged up, well, you can just easily wipe it away. That's, that's dishonor. But when something's weighty and valuable, you, you can't move it. You can't get away from it. And that's how the Word of God needs to be. That's how our life and our relationship with God needs to be. It needs to be the priority. It needs to be the number one thing that we're pursuing after. God is a big deal. (laughs) He's a big deal. His word is a big deal. It's life. It's hell to all our flesh. You know, I welcome. And this is how we have to become as believers, where we welcome correction. We welcome the discipline that the word brings. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know it's kind of seems kind of weightier, but this is, this is a, this is a place where, where joy should be because there's freedom in what pastor Annette was just talking about. There's freedom in that, in that trusting God, there's a freedom in that obedience to say, God, I'm all yours. I'm all in everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. And I th- I'm thankful that I get to be a steward of what he has poured into my life. How about you? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. A little bit later, later in the service, we're going to um, uh, receive a, a, a holiday missions offering For um, the Navajo uh, Nation, we're going to be a part of doing uh, uh, helping toys with children on the Navajo. Uh, um, We call it Native Noel. This is the 10th year that they've been doing it. This is the first year that we'll get get connected with it. But also with other outreaches that we're doing, whether it's Angel Tree, whether it's different uh, people that we're um, ministering to in their time of need this holiday season. But we'll be doing that at the end. Man, you ready for the Word? Mm. Hallelujah. Glory. Mm, Glory is right. Glory. Glory. Mm. Father, I thank you for your word. And we approach it in an attitude of honor. So we open our hearts today to receive exactly what we need to take our lives higher. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to um, Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Thank you, Father. Now, I'm going to talk about something this morning that It connects with the prophetic word that we've been given. Do you remember what the prophetic word is? 2024 will be a year of progressing, advancing, experiencing promotion, and seeing our highest expectation fulfilled. Say, that's mine. mine. Say, I'm progressing, I'm I'm advancing, I'm I'm experiencing promotion, and I will see my highest expectation fulfilled. Say, that's mine. mine. Now, when that word was released to us, there was a warning that was attached to that word. And the word was that we needed to stay in faith, we need to stay focused, and not be distracted by what the enemy's doing. Hallelujah. So, say this I'm staying in faith, I'm going to stay focused, and I will not be distracted. By what the enemy's doing. The enemy's doing. Amen? Amen? Now, I'm gonna refer to, I can't say, may say this is a Christmas message, although I'm gonna deal with the Christmas story. And uh, my topic this morning is Christmas. It's a story of faithfulness. Christmas. It's a story of faithfulness. Now, before I read Isaiah 55, Could you put up on the screen Matthew 28, verse 6, in the New Living translation? Matthew 28, verse 6, in the New Living. And I want us to read this before we start reading Isaiah 55. Matthew 28, verse 6, in the New Living. Hallelujah. Let's read this together. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. Now, let's focus on that one phrase, just as he said would happen. Can we say that together? Just as he said would happen. The Christmas story is a story of his faithfulness. Because it's a story that took place just like he said it would happen. Let's look at Isaiah 55, verse 10. It says, for as the rain comes down in the snow, as the rain comes down in the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out of from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it will prosper in the thing which I sent it. You see, when God speaks something, He speaks in faith. When God speaks something, what he speaks will come to pass just like he said it would happen. What he speaks, he says, he will accomplish. What he speaks will accomplish. And what he speaks, he says, I shall prosper in the thing in which I sent it. Let's go to Isaiah 46. It's going to some teaching this morning. Say, thank God for the word. Thank God for the word. What he's spoken, he will fulfill it. Yes. He will accomplish it. Yes. But I have to stay in faith. I need to stay focused and not be distracted. Yes. Because the plan for your life is great. The prophetic word for 2024 is great. Amen. But do we believe that he has the ability to accomplish it? Yes. Look at Isaiah 46. For the sake of time, let's look, um, look at verse nine. He goes, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there's no other. Wow. That's a statement. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there's no other. I am God and there's none like me. Then explains on there's none like him. What does that mean? What does he do? He declaring the end from the beginning. If you're gonna declare something, it means you're gonna speak something. There's no one else like God. There's no one that, tried to, that has come in the name as a God that what they speak comes to pass. There's no one like him. Why is there no one like him? Because when he speaks something, it comes to pass. Why? Because he keeps covenant. He will not alter the thing that has gone out of his mouth. Psalms 98 or 89. He will not alter the thing that's gone out of his mouth. There's no one like him. Look to your neighbor and say, there's no one like him. Remember the things of old. What does he mean by remember the things of old? When he created the heavens and the earth, and he spoke into being, and he said, Light be. What was happening? He was declaring the end from the beginning. Hallelujah. He's a faith God. He spoke, and it was so. He spoke, and it was so. He spoke, and it was so. He spoke, and, so. he, spoke and he said it was good. He spoke, he made man, he said, oh, it was very good. This is how he operates. This is how the kingdom of God operates. So as we look at the prophetic word or we look at the Christmas story, we need to see that it's a story of God's faithfulness to his word. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times things that are not done yet. Saying, here, so we have declaring and now we have saying. Saying, my counsel shall stand. Now get this, and I will do all. I will do all my pleasure. I will do all my pleasure. Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel from a far country. Indeed, now it says, indeed I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, and I will do it. Wow. Man, this is matter of fact. This is God speaking. Indeed. mean, it's sure enough. Sure enough. Indeed, I have spoken it. I will also, I will, I will. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. What God has spoken, he will accomplish it. What God has said, said he will accomplish it and he will do it. I don't know what promises you're holding on on to your life, but I want you to know he will do it. If I I stay in faith and I stay focused and I'm not distracted by the enemy, my 2024 will be a year of progressing, advancing, (laughs) experiencing promotion, and seeing my highest expectation fulfilled. So when I look at the Christmas story, I'm seeing how God brought about his promises in the earth. Let's look at Isaiah 9. As a side note, Jeremiah 1.12 says, God is ready, ready to perform his word. He's ready to perform his word. Hallelujah. He's ready to perform his word. So what are some things that he, is, he spoke in the ancient times? What are some things that he spoke before? Let's look at this. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Hallelujah. See, this is something God spoke and what he spoke will come to pass. You see, when we look at the nativity or we look at the Christmas story and we see a baby in a manger and we see everything that took place and throughout the prophecies, what we're doing is we're seeing God fulfilling and being faithful to the words that he's decreed and the words that he's declared from the foundation of time. And if he could do that, what can he do in your life? With his word that he's spoken to you. With the prophetic word spoken, with the, with the promises that are in this book and the covenant that we can stand upon, the covenant that, that we have according to Abraham, that same covenant that we have because he who knew no sin became sin. He that was put on the cross and hung on the cross that if we believe that we would be heirs according to the promise. So those promises are mine because why? God declared it. God spoke it. And what he spoke, what he decreed and declared, it will come to pass in my life. Amen. Let's go back a couple chapters to Isaiah chapter seven. The Christmas story is a story of God's faithfulness. He's faithful to his word. Isaiah 7 verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So this is something decreed. It was something declared. So when God declared it, he had to make good by it. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Matthew chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. Mm. So all now get this so all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken See all this all this had to happen Why did it have to happen Pastor Justin because God spoke it Why did God have to do it cuz he spoke it See whether you realize I'm 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 talking about some core principles of walking by faith and not by sight this morning. You see, the story of Christmas is having to walk by faith and not by sight, and we have to come to a place of not. We have to come to a place where we're walking by faith and not by sight, Vic. That's where that word that Dr. So gave us, don't be distracted by the enemy. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good because I'm telling you, there's some things that you're gonna, you're gonna come across in your life that if you allow it, the enemy is gonna deceive you and pull you away from your, your, your promises or pull you away from your wealthy place, pull you away from the place he's intended you to be. So you have to walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah, yeah well, you yeah, Well, God, it doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter what you might see. It doesn't matter what the enemy might be whispering into your ear. You need to hold on and trust God in the middle of the storm that you might be in. Because I have God's word and I know if he said it to me, I know he's got to bring it to pass. He's not a man that he should lie. Yes, sir. That's right. Amen. That's right. I have unshakable faith because I serve an unchangeable God. I have unshakable faith because a God that always keeps covenant. I have unshakable faith because His word is forever settled. It doesn't matter what it looks like.
1: Yes. Amen.
0: So all this, verse 22, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. You see that through this season, you see the nativity, get a hold of this. You see that nativity, you can say, that's God fulfilling his promise and you fulfilled that promise God what is my little situation you brought to pass a child that was born to a virgin what could you do in the midst of my circumstance what could you do in my situation what could you do if you were able to bring all these things to pass and all the prophecies, prophecies spoken by different people and bring it to pass, mm, wow, you're faithful to do it in my life. I think of about the greatest faith here for a moment. The greatest faith that Jesus talked about was to a centurion. Matthew chapter 8, a Roman soldier, (laughs) not even a person that even had a right to the covenants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at that time, but yet the centurion was able to reach into a covenant that wasn't even his. Don't tell me faith can't bring it to pass in your life. I mean, think about David for a moment. David was a man after God's own heart, but yet he he fell. Yet he made mistakes, but yet he got up. And I'm telling you, he reached into a new covenant that hadn't even been given yet. He goes, cleanse me, purify me with hyssop and I'll be clean. And he goes, God, he goes, create in me a clean heart. Created me a new heart. The amazing thing is David was reaching into a covenant and he, was, he says, give me a new heart. Give me a clean heart is actually what, it, give, it means give me a new heart. Meaning give me, give me a heart that hasn't existed yet. Yes. What was David doing? David was reaching into a new covenant that hadn't even been provided yet. Yes. But yet he knew about Jesus. He knew about the Messiah coming and he reached in and laid hold of forgiveness. Hallelujah. So that that centurion, see he knew something about authority and he knew something about the power of God. He knew something about the power of God. He sends his servant to, to, the, to, the, to, to Jesus and, and said, hey, if you, you know, my servant just, and, and he, he goes, and Jesus said, I will come and heal him. And the he goes, well, no, you don't, you don't need to come. Just speak the word only. Just speak the word only. That mean he had a revelation on who Jesus was speaking on behalf of. He goes, I know authority. I, I have soldiers under me and I tell one to go and he goes. I tell another one to come and he comes. Because the centurion knew the faithfulness yes.
1: Yes. of
0: his servants. Yes. The centurion knew the faithfulness. J- Joseph retired as a lieutenant colonel in the air force. And so you knew when you served under generals that answered to Obama at that time and you served right under him, you knew you, you, you didn't have an option, right? Because you were in that place of authority and he knew you knew faithfulness because you had demonstrated that and that put you in that place to answer under a major general, right? Right? So this centurion has the same attitude according to his soldiers. But yet when he speaks to Jesus, he's comparing his soldier, not with Jesus, but comparing his soldiers with the words of God. And so that means the centurion had to have faith in the words that Jesus was going to speak because Jesus was going to speak on behalf of God. That's why Jesus, I haven't seen faith, no, not in Israel. Because he knew that when God spoke something, he was faithful to fulfill it. 2024, I'm progressing. I'm advancing. I'm going to experience promotion. And I'm going to see my high expectation fulfilled. What promises are you standing on? What promises are you standing on? If it's God's word, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. The centurion had faith in the word that would come from the Messiah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, we have to have faith in his ability. But just as important as that, we need to have faith in the character of the one that spoke it. Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. Let's look at a characteristic of God because we're talking about God's word, so let's look at the characteristic of God. Deuteronomy 7. Hallelujah. Stay in faith, stay focused. Don't be distracted. Thank you, Lord. Let's look at verse 9. It says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, He is God. The what? The faithful God. Can you say that with boldness? The faithful God. Can you say this after me? He is God. He is God. And he's the faithful, God. And he is the faithful God. Now, this word faithful here means to be able to put all your strength, all your weight upon. The basic word to this word faithful in the Hebrew is the word support. Meaning he's God, he's the support. He's the one I'm placing. All of my weight behind. Yes. Let's go to Deuteron- uh, Psalms 37. Psalms 37. This is a little bit more teaching than. Because the word sown in our heart brings forth much fruit, right? Hallelujah. Psalms 37, verse 3. Reading the New King James. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. I mean, we need to back up. Let's go to verse 1. He says, Do not fret because of evildoers. Nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. See, so you see. He's telling, he's telling them, or telling us, don't have your eyes on the wrong things. Don't have your eyes on the wrong things. Don't fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. Why? For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Verse three, trust in the Lord and do good. Meaning, meaning I'm not gonna look at them. I'm not gonna fret about them. I'm not gonna pay attention to them. I'm not going to pay attention to what doesn't seem to be working. I'm not going to pay attention to the storm, but what am I going to do? I'm going to trust in the Lord and do good. I'm going to trust in the Lord and do good, meaning I'm not changing my position because it might not look good. I'm not going to change my stance. I'm not going to change what I'm doing. Why? Because I'm going to trust in the Lord and I'm going to continue to do the things I know to do. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land. You know, it didn't say escape in the land. Sometimes we just want to escape. Amen. Meaning, you dwell here. Meaning, meaning you know, no, you live here. The enemy doesn't have a right to control. The enemy doesn't have a right to control me. No, I'm going to trust in the Lord and do good, and I'm going to dwell in my land. I'm not moving. going to dwell in the land and what? Feed on his faithfulness. I'm going to feed on his faithfulness. While there's a storm going all around me, what do I need to do? I need to feed. I need to, a better word here is meditate. I'm going to think about his faithfulness. But too often we want to think about all the evil things around us. We would think about the mistakes we've made. Think about all that we're going through. But according to this, what needs to be tied to my trust and my faith, trusting in the Lord is gonna also have to be feeding on his faithfulness. Thinking on his faithfulness. God, I don't know how this is gonna work out, but I know you're true to your word. You're faithful. Lord, your word says this. Lord, remember that time when those four leprous men thought they were gonna die and that city was poor and they had no food? Remember that time? And you made their four leprous men, their feet sound like an army. You're faithful. Lord, I remember the time that that David was standing before Goliath. I read that story. I'm going to feed on your faithfulness. He just had five smooth stones, but he only needed one. Some people say the other four were for his brothers. (laughs) Feed on his faithfulness. Feed on his faithfulness. I, I think of Pastor Phil a year ago. He was diagnosed with cancer in his esophagus. Wanted to actually take his whole esophagus out and actually attach his stomach long ways. But God. So I'm thinking on the faithfulness of what God did for Pastor Phil. Feeding on his faithfulness. Feeding on his faithfulness. This is, feeding on his faithfulness is all about staying in faith, staying focused. When you can't think of anything else to think about, just sit back and just know that he's faithful. Think of the four, the three Hebrew boys, there were four, but one was the son of God. But I loved where it said, we won't bow. And even if God doesn't come through, we're gonna worship him. Man, that's being secure in your God's faithfulness. Thank you, Father. Feed on his
1: faithfulness.
0: Feeding on his faithfulness. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. Say, thank God for the word. For the word. Mm. Hallelujah. Whether you realize it or not, you are being grounded in the faith this morning. For something. You're being grounded in faith. Hallelujah. Remember, he is faithful to watch over his word to perform it. Remember that what he declared from the ancient times, he will accomplish it. Let's look at Hebrews 10. Verse 23, I believe it is. It says let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful now he he who promised is faithful see the promise is what establishes the early part of what i just read the promise is what gives the hope. But what it tells, it says, let us hold fast. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope. See, the promise is what establishes the hope within our hearts. And this word says, let us. This meaning it's something that God can't do and it's something your pastor can't do. It's something we have to do. Let us. Hold fast to the confession of the hope without wavering. Why? For he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next chapter, Hebrews 11. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Hebrews 11, verse 11. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. Mm. Hallelujah. By faith, Sarah herself also receive strength to conceive seed. But you see, the promise was that she was gonna be the mother of many nations. Right. Yeah. So she received, by faith, she receives strength. See, you need to receive strength to what God wants to give birth to through you in the future. See, the seed that 2024 is a year of progressing, advancing, experience of promotion, and see your highest expectation being fulfilled, that is a seed. But in order to give birth to that, you're going to have to receive strength to conceive, to give birth to the vision that God has for your life, (laughs) to give vision to the promises of God's word. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed and she bore a child when she was past the age. How did it happen? Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Where did she get the strength from when she judged him faithful? When she judged him faithful. Faithful. When she judged him. Faithful. I, I mean, I just see Sarah kind of as a judge in a courtroom for a moment. That's, that's just, she's, in, she's in a courtroom. And, and the thing is, is, is when you're in a courtroom, you're going to have plaintiffs and defendants. You're gonna have two people arguing a case. And it's gonna be the same thing in our own individual lives. You're gonna have the enemy is going to try to get you to rule one way and yet God's word is going to, is going to get you to rule another way. The enemy will send uh, voices, will send uh, reports, will send bad news, will send the media, will send all sorts of things to say, you know, I guess God isn't who he says he is. And the other hand, you're going to hear, you'll hear messages, you'll hear, you'll hear scriptures, you'll hear worship songs, you'll hear different things. And, and you're standing on this trial, but Sarah had to get to the place where she judged him Faithful. So you have to make a decision right now that I'm going to judge him faithful. I'm going to judge him faithful. I don't care what I see. I don't care if, if I look like I'm showing yet. I, it doesn't care if I've, I've seen the seed. It doesn't care if, if nothing else is happening or nothing else is changing about them. It doesn't matter. I'm judging him faithful. I'm ruling him faithful. I'm putting a stake in the ground, I'm not gonna move from it, and I'm declaring over me, my family, my church, everything a part of, God's faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful. faithful. God's faithful. God is faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful. Look at the doctrine of God's faithful. God's faithful. And even if I don't make it through, hey, I get to spend eternity with him anyway. That's how we have to come to a place where we have unshakable faith. Why? Because we came to a place where I ruled and I made a verdict in my life that God's faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. faithful. Well, someone comes to you and say, well, what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do when they say this? What are you going to say? I don't care. He's faithful. I don't care. I do not care. I love what Keith Moore, I love what Keith Moore would say. I love what Keith Moore would say. He goes, I, I just can't tell you how much I just don't care. You're like, Pastor, you don't care? No, the word, he's carrying my care. I cast every care upon him. I cast every care upon him. But see, if you don't judge him faithful, you continue to carry the care. If you don't cast every care upon him, you haven't judged him faithful yet.
1: Yes. Come on, good. That's good. That's good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But see, there was another woman. There was another woman. That had to have faith to conceive and carry a promise seed. You see, the Christmas story is a story of God's faithfulness. Let's go to Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter one. Probably a different kind of Christmas message this morning, but. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. I've got the joy of the Lord. Mm. I've got the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Verse 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Now you have to understand that this was a word spoken in ancient times. And now it's being spoken by a messenger to a woman. So we could say this is a twice sown seed. This was not the first time that this word was declared in the earth. And remember God's word, what he declares, he will accomplish it. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and she'll call his name Jesus and she'll call and she'll call his name Jesus and he will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. You see, up to this time, all this is, is a good idea and a prophetic word. You see, you have to come to a place where you no longer see the word as a good idea. But you see it as a prophetic word. If you keep looking at this word as just good suggestions, you'll stay in your mess. And wonder why where you are, where you are. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I don't know a man? That's a good question. Dr. Del declares Promotion. You may say, How can this be? I'm already at the top scale that I could be in my workplace. I mean, you could answer that question that Mary said, how can this be? How am I going to get out of this mess? And then, then you can have a pity party for yourself and say, well, I'm here because I'm a failure, I'm a loser. But that's not what God says about you. Verse 35, and the angel answered and said to her, we're getting another word here. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Meaning it's gonna come to pass by his spirit. It's going to come to pass. Meaning Mary wasn't the one that was going to make it happen. All he needed was her faith. How's your healing going to happen? By the spirit. Yes. How, how, is it, how, how is it going to, how are you going to go to another level? It's going to be by his spirit. Yes. 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 Ha, Tony, come here. Hallelujah. 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 He goes in for a procedure this week. Oh, father, I thank you that it will be by your spirit. It'll be by your spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, by your spirit. Hallelujah. You said it, it is not flesh and blood. It not flesh and blood, but it'll be by your spirit, says the Lord. It's the anointing. It's the spirit of God that rules and reigns in this situation. And I thank you that life is swallowing up death right now. Life is swallowing up death right now. Life, life and more life. Life, life, and more life. Oh, we thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. You're faithful. You're faithful. And the angel answered and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, because of that also, that the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren for with god nothing will be impossible say that say that with me for with god, with god nothing, will nothing will be impossible wow then mary said Behold the maidservant of the Lord, meaning I submit to you. I I surrender to you. That's what she says. Yes. Meaning I'm going to be a slave by choice. Yes. I'm, 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 go- I'm going to voluntarily bring myself under your word. Yes. That's no different than Sarah. Judging God faithful. And when she judged him faithful, she had strength then to conceive seed. So when Mary said, I am the handmaiden of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. What was she doing? She was judging the word of God as true and as faithful. And the angel departed from her. Then it says, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zechariah and greeting Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped within her womb. I wonder if Mary knew she was pregnant already. I wonder if Mary knew Elizabeth was pregnant already or did she just want to go and get a testimony that could build her faith on? Maybe she knew she was pregnant. I, I, I'm not sure. But if you say, you know, the angel said that? I, I want to go see, is she really pregnant? Hallelujah. And it happened when Mary, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, now here's another prophetic word coming. This is another word from God. Coming through Elizabeth. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Mm. But why is this grand to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Mm, Another prophetic word. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Another word here. Blessed is she who believed. For there now get the, for there will be fulfilment of those things that were told to her from the Lord. Yeah. What is she saying? Now we're saying God is going to fulfil exactly what He said He would fulfil. Stand to your feet. Worship team. Woo. Blessed is she who believed. We could say it this way. Blessed is she who judged him faithful. Blessed is she who judged him faithful. Why? For there will be fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Mm. I believe one of the ways as we close this, start to close this aspect of the service, I believe one of the ways that we judge him faithful is we learn to praise in the midst of our adversity. You see, because after that word that came from Elizabeth and said, blessed is she who believed, who judged him faithful for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord there will be fulfillment and then Mary says something Mary released a praise she released her faith she judged him faithful But she released a praise. This is called the Song of Mary. Starting in verse 46. And Mary said, or we could say, and Mary sang. My soul magnifies the Lord. You see, when you're going through something, you need to allow your soul to magnify him. Because your soul will want to magnify everything else going around you your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit. See, she, she, she differentiates between her soul and her spirit. You're a three-part being and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior. Woo. The faithful God, the faithful God And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant for behold, henceforth from this time forward, you could say for behold, from this time forward, all generations will call me blessed for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. What happened when when Sarah judged him faithful? it says she received strength. What does Mary say here? He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imaginations of their heart. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. You have to we have to make a decision in our praise. Like Mary said, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. What does it say the proud are brought down? But he exalts the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he sent away empty. The rich here doesn't necessarily mean, oh, well, God doesn't want, want people to be, have money. No, that's not what this means. It means the rich that depend on themselves and don't need God. So this whole verse is all about surrender. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers and to Abraham and his seed forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I don't know where you are right now in your walk with him. I don't know what things you're you're going, going through. Let's judge him faithful. Hallelujah. He's faithful. He's faithful. Just lift your hands and surrender. Say, I am your servant. I bring myself under your word. And as I bring myself under your word, your word says you exalt me. I judge you faithful this morning. I judge you faithful this morning. All his promises are yes and amen. There's nothing that he cannot do. Hallelujah. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. And the confession of our faith this morning is he's faithful. Because he is faithful, that promised. Did you have anything in that? You good? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus hallelujah pastor phil or joseph do you have anything you're good pastor carla do you have anything
1: hallelujah joe do you have anything Mm. we were in a meeting the other day and brother jerry was talking about the faithfulness of god and i had made up his water and his honey Mm. and it was in the container and i put some in his glass for the podium but the other one was underneath my seat Mm. and so uh when i left I noticed the pastor went over and he picked up the bottle. And so then I didn't hear anything else. But the next time I seen him, he said, the reason I picked up that bottle, I drank the whole thing and I was totally healed. Thank you, Jesus. Now, it doesn't matter if it's a prayer cloth mm. or a bottle that mm. the anointing is, is from God. It has nothing to do with Hallelujah. the anointing of the honey and water yeah. or the prayer cloth. Hallelujah. It was the faithfulness of God. Yeah. And as he drunk that water, he said, God told me. There's the key right there. God told me, go get that bottle and drink it. And he did. Totally healed and has never had a symptom since. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is your, is your, did you, are you, do you have a, just a higher degree of faith this morning when you came in? Amen. Now, if you're here this morning and you're saying, pastor, I'm facing an impossible situation. Just lift your hand right where you are. Lift your hand right where you are. I see a hand there. See a hand there. Any hands? I see a hand over there. I see a hand over here. Now, you just said that you were built up in faith because of the word this morning. Now, I want you to go and surround them and and undergird them with your faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, Lord, I just thank you. Those watching by way of internet that may have their hand at home and and they're not here, Lord, we just release our faith over you. Hallelujah, that you will see God's faithfulness. You will see his hand come upon your situation like you've never seen it before. That where things have been crooked, I thank you that those things will be made straight. He will make a way in the wilderness and he'll make rivers in the desert. Lord, we declare that over every single person that have their hands up tonight, that that hands up this morning, that you you are making a way in the wilderness and you're making rivers in the desert. You're making rivers where there aren't rivers. Hallelujah. You're refreshing them and giving, reviving to them. You are strengthening them right now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I thank you that there's a peace that comes upon them. There's a joy that comes upon them. Thank you that they are not looking to the left hand or the right, but they're looking on with fixed purpose. Hallelujah. To your faithfulness. Hallelujah. We declare your faithfulness over what they're facing. We declare your faithfulness over what they're going through. We declare you're faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We shout to the mountain that they're dealing with, and the shout that we say is, God is faithful. Hallelujah. We shout to their obstacle of impossibility, and we declare, God is faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Go ahead and be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Oh, we thank you for this word today. Hallelujah. Thank you for this word today. Praise you. We are grateful for this word today. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. God is faithful hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Just hear in my heart that he's turning a legal matter, legal matter around for you. Mm. He's turning a legal matter around for you. Hallelujah. The word says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But most people don't understand what the weapon is. The weapon are words. Because it says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every word that rises up in judgment shall be shown to be in the wrong. So the weapon are false judgments. And I declare a freedom of false judgments over you. And that even pertains to the, a judgment that the enemy's placed over you concerning sickness. That the judgment that he's made over you and your physical body will be shown to be in the wrong. Because then it says that this is the inheritance of the righteous. Hallelujah. Mm. Do you receive
1: this word today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.